Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Hey everybody and welcome to a very special edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me in person today, in which, person? which is really exciting, is the great Michelle Yu. Michelle, you look fantastic. You do not smell like your lunch. Thank you. And That's very good. You're I'm very so hot glad. and sweaty right now. I'm not sweaty, I'm just pink. Just I've got pink. like Asian glow. She has but Asian, I haven't had a drink. She has Asian glow with no drink, so that's a good thing. We also are sitting right next to the famous Carrie Brogdon. Woo! Famous. Oh, yeah. Repeat famous. guest. She, oh, my guest. Repeat guest. Um, Carrie is... Actually, I think you had my daughter on. Yes, Lane. we did. Yeah. We did. What was... What do I, how, what, how do I describe you? What is your title? I would say the co-owner, co-founder of Mockmore Hall, and then we have Mockmore Hall Sales. Uh, thoroughbred farm. Pretty amazing. And if you knew anything about Carrie, you would know that she is a genius when it comes to breeding and selling. And uh, we're we're big fans. She is. If you saw her book right now, you could tell that she's been through every page about thirteen times. It is it is a well used uh, uh, catalog. And we're here to talk about the OBS sale, which is happening right now. Carrie, how are things going? How do you feel like it started? We're on hip. 194. 194 as we speak. So about 200 hips in on day one. What's your what's your kind of gut instincts? Well, hip number 194 that just sold, we actually sold him as a yearling for 90 and he just resold for 340. And even though we didn't make a ton of money on him, we're really happy when people come and buy horses off us and then do really well because then they'll come back again. Um, I think what I personally did is I watched every single breeze for every single horse. And what I did is I made a list of all the first year sires. And for every breeze, I used a hashtag from uh-oh to, <laughs> sorry. And there are plenty of those. I like to, that, uh-oh. Yeah, hashtag, to wow. Uh -oh. And so I would try, because, you know, by the time I breed to these horses, we have to know it before they're graded right. stakes winners. Sure. So the, you know, we're trying to get the crystal ball out, which is very, very difficult to do. But I will tell you, in March, uh, we did a freshman sire contest that Jeffrey Russell handles, and I wish I wish I could like change four out of my five selections. <laughs> it changes that fast. After I, well, I just watched the two-year-old sales, and I'm right. like, uh-oh. So were there sires going into this sale, or even the sale that we had just had, like the two OBS sales, before you'd seen any of them work, that you were like, this is going to be a great sire, and then you watched the babies work, and you were like, oh. hashtag, hashtag uh-oh. Uh Yes. <laughs> yes. Billy's naming one of his horses. Yes. Hashtag, uh -oh. hashtag, the most of mine are hashtag. The uh -oh. only bad thing is I can't really tell you who those horses are publicly well, <laughs> until until two years later down the road. Okay. Like, right, because things can well, change. Let's flip, yeah. it, yeah. let's flip it then. How about tell us if you, if someone's coming to buy, what do you think maybe, you know, top two or three first year sires that you think have had standout workers? Mm -hmm. I think I actually even texted my husband during the Bree show. I was like, oh, I think I missed the boat on Omaha Beach. Oh, yes, yeah. I know. Oh, Michelle loves Omaha But that was only because we had three at our farm. And for whatever strange reason, the three we had were just, oh, they were okay. Hashtag okay. Yeah, they were... Uh, yeah, yeah, well, I have to be like, <laughs> hashtag no way. No, they were, just, they were just okay. And so when I... So I kind of had that personal feeling on my farm and meanwhile everyone's like oh i had a yearling that brought 500 and i had a yearling that did this and da 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 and i was like really and i was like kind of rolling my eyes like yeah okay mm -hmm. and then of course we get up here and it's like 
Boom. One after another after another. And I'm like, oh boy. Um, another horse that's really surprised me with speed because he really didn't have a lot of it is Vino Rosso. Right. Yes. And I think um I think what happened is too is a lot of people are understanding the sons of Car- now Good Magic is putting a lot more speed into his because he he was fast. But I think a lot of you look at the broodmare sire of a lot of these Vina Rosas, you have a lot of people that said, Wow, he was a classic winner, he was this, he mm-hmm. was that, he's beautiful family, but we need to inject some speed, speed. into him. So I'm seeing a lot of speedy broodmare sires under him, which I think is very, very smart for the breeders. Absolutely, that mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. And it and and if it, if a horse was just some gigantic horse or something like that, you might breed to some smaller mares too. So you don't want to breed to a giant to a giant. Is that true? What, Absolutely. What, oh, tell are, us about that. Now, there, but there are different people, different ways for different people. I mean, there are some people that want to breed like to like. I am not like that. Mm-hmm. I there was no way in hell I was going to take a fifteen hand mare to more than ready. That right. would be ponies. That you have to say miniature horse. Miniature, the miniature, horse. Don't the miniature horse world gets yes. offended I, if you say. I don't want so anybody different. to get offended. That's just that's we're going to cut that out. What about on the on the other hand? What about any stalwart stallions that you think are having a standout reshow? Oh, ab no question in my mind. And I we have ridden the wave the whole time is twirling candy. Yeah, no question. And people at the yearling sales are like, man. He can't have this. He can't have that. I'm like, well, we sold one for that was one of the best ones we've ever bred, and he brought 500. And then you know he had a million dollar two year old March. So I really feel like I actually texted Valerie Demerick, who's one of my best friends, and I said, Twirling Candy, based on these works, is going to have a rock star year. And you got to remember this; these are his stud fees. You know, this is the sixty thousand dollars. So like when we bred Gift Box, he was standing for like I think like. 10,000 or 12, mm-hmm. 12, five. So he made it on the backs of those very inexpensive mares and kept going. So to me, the great sign of a great sire, it's just like into mischief. The better the mares are getting, right. the better mm-hmm. he's doing. And I feel like you're going to see that with twirling candy. So I, so you just think, just price me out of all the twirling candies. I like <laughs> you the love sale. twirling candy. I know. I've been Carrie, trying for one Carrie Brogdon joining us here on the Owner's Box. Carrie, I want to go back to something you were talking about that you watched every single breeze. Can mm-hmm. you give our listeners just a uh, an overall perspective of what you're looking for in that breeze? Because it's not just how fast they go. No doubt. Oh, I agree 100%. Well, first of all, a horse that tries to bolt from a rider can cost, I mean, and you see that a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, too, though, like for me, I'm personally looking at trying to figure out who the next superstar stallion is. But along with that, you see the different breezes where you see a horse where, for example, the consigner is taking it all the way to the top. Now, is it taking it all the way to the top because the horse wants to refuse? Right. Or is it taking it all the way to the top because the riders know that this horse is going to bolt off them? Right. And so you have to kind of watch the body language of the riders and the horse to try to figure all that out. So there's all kinds of, you know, and then you have horses where they may not be used to the whip. And right before some jockey hits, a, the rider hits them left-handed and right. they shy from the whip. And that costs them two-tenths of a second. Mm-hmm. And here's a horse that still breezes ten and one. Well, to me, that's, that's nine good. and four. Yeah, that's, 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 that's actually really, a way to find value. Yeah, Absolutely. To really 
watch those breezes and look for the little things, mm. not necessarily just the final time. I like a horse, too, that takes a second to get into stride. Like, maybe they didn't get him all the way back going, and they kind of just set him down, like, mm. right in front, and it's, like, three big strides, and then he levels out nice. Sure. I'm like, that's the one I want. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, you can do, and, and then the reverse is true, too, where you watch, I've watched some of these riders, and I'm like, okay, are we going a quarter of a mile? Right. No, we're not going a quarter of a mile, but you're already breezing the horse. Right. And there were several riders like that where the horse would be gassed by the time he yeah. had the pole and it's 10 and 2 and meanwhile you know that the horse has already worked 3 eighths mm -hmm. and they're going to time it out another 3 eighths so riders along those yeah. lines when you're saying that the the new trend for the past few years has been these gallop out times and it's and it's interesting and I had a long talk with Todd uh, mm -hmm. Wojciechowski the other day about gallop out times because Sometimes to me, I can look at that and say, well, that just horse is just fitter than the other horse. Yeah. It might not be necessarily faster. faster. And what happens is, and Michelle will tell you this, and you know this from sending horses to trainers, they don't trust these sales, no matter what. Mm -hmm. They will start over right when they get there. So what is, what do you, how do you value those gallop out times? Well, I, all I can tell you is most of the, and it's the two-year-old pinnakers probably don't want me to say this, but most of the top horses that we've sold have gone 10 and 2. And ten, for example, Mind Your Biscuits, we had him. 10 and 3, nice. right? He ten went 10 three. and 3. <laughs> yeah. In the last page of the last set, and it was absolutely uh, 120 degrees on the track right. and hell on earth. And yeah. So uh, he went 10 and 3, even though he had prepped awesome. And then our partners asked to buy him out. And I was like, yeah, well buy him out and Susan's like don't sell him don't sell him <laughs> of course I'm an idiot but if I had bought him out and not sold him we would have gelded him yeah. so then you yeah. wouldn't have the damn they derby favorite right one yeah. of the derby favorites yeah, for one sure of the derby and we're gonna favorites. get into that in a second but let's stick on the OBS sales and, uh, and the gallop outs I do think I think uh yes you can have certain consigners where they are swimming and galloping and they are fitter but I thought think ultimately all of these consigners are dealing with repeat business and a big part of the gallop outs too is if the horse is under pressure, do they make noise? Can mm -hmm. they handle it? Do they, you know, I like, for me, I don't like seeing the switching leads unless the horse has got a shin. And a lot of times those fast horses will sw switch leads, mm -hmm. you know, multiple times, even on the gallop out. But I do think the gallop out is very important because ultimately we're not going an eighth of a mile or a quarter of a mile. No. And these horses should be fit enough now to go three eighths pretty comfortably. So I, I understand that the reason that the gallop outs are becoming so important is because of the function of how they have played in the success of past years. What do you do when you have a horse? We'll just use Mind Your Biscuits and use like he's been working great at the farm. Like I think he's going to work 10 flat. And then he comes out and like you say, everything goes against him and he has a bad work. I mean, we know what you did in this instance, but like what do you do in a general basis with that horse? You call people, you're like, hold on. Well, I, I can tell you, I can tell that. you, <laughs> I can tell you right now that I had a horse that RNA'd and, um, you know, they're desperately asking me, do you want to take, you know. We take this. You're doing yeah. it right now. Like you're making a deal. Oh, as what is we it? Talk. Tell me. I'm still shopping right yeah. now. So, you know, I like, like RNA. Let's, let's talk about that for a second because a lot of people might know, we've, we've spoken about this before. So RNA is uh, 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 reserve, not, reserve not attained or achieved or whatever it is. And every most consigners, I'll mm -hmm. say most because some don't, but they'll put, they'll say, okay, I want one hundred and fifty thousand for this horse. That gets this horse sold. So the reserve will be one forty nine. Mm -hmm. So any bid leading up to that number is just a number, right? Mm -hmm. It's and the the bid spotters are getting it going, yes. and other people are getting it going, and then once it gets one fifty to. 
that's a that's a very um, interesting process, and you're involved in this a lot of setting that reserve because Absolutely. a lot of things go into that. Talk a little bit about you know what you look at, and when you're talking to your consigner that's selling your horse to, about knowing the people and setting that mm -hmm. reserve, knowing the possible sure. buyers. Well, this particular horse, uh, we it was hip number one eighty eight. And my life is open book. I'm very straightforward and everything. And the biggest thing I've learned with a breeder is baby x-rays have no effect on racing career. Now, two-year-old x-rays where you have a chip in the knee oh, or something like that. Right. Yes. Okay. Yep. this is insane. Okay. This is the horse we we're, were just talking about. We're looking at hip 188. He's, he's, he's a half to search results. Yes. Yeah. Well, we I also just bred. passed him because I couldn't afford him. Yeah. Right. Well, if you, if you notice here, who's down my here? Biscuits. Biscuits. Yes. There you go. It's so, all coming together. Yeah. So, so this is why... So anyway, so we owned Coca-Cola and we bred search results. Mm -hmm. Now this Nyquist colt was absolutely gorgeous. And we did the spring x-rays of him and he has a lucency and a hind ankle. And I'm like, this horse is absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with him. Mm -hmm. He's sound. I sent him down to Valerie Demerick. I said, hey, here's the deal. This horse has been sound. You take him and tell me if he's sound with a rider on his back and breezing, blah, blah, blah. Sure. So we fast forward. He works lights out 10 and 1, uh, you know, for the page. He gallops out great, never a step wrong his entire life. Mm -hmm. But we know going in there, eyes wide open, that there are going to be some of these vets that think they have a crystal ball that have never been around the horse that say, no. Right. He's got this loosened Correct. in the hind end. Which we've known about our whole time. And and generally, Donna, you're right yeah. in the middle of the story, and I don't want to no, stop no, you because it's fine. amazing. But generally, hind ankles are a little more forgiving than front ankles. Are yeah, we... and, and just for people listening, a lucency could mean a possible chip. Yeah, could be. it's right. this is more of a, a lucency with remodeling, which he okay. literally right. has had his since whole life. His since we did spring x-rays, March of his yearling See, year. See, and that's okay. important so, to know yeah. like, when you're mm -hmm. coming into like places like Santa Anita where we're really keen on vet work and they're like, you know, if you have a horse that's off or something and they want you yeah. to x-ray, it's like mm -hmm. if you don't have previous sets of right. x-rays or whatever, we don't know if the horse has always had it. And like no. with this horse, you would know, look, that's he's always point. had it. So what happened? So, you, so, you... so going in there, we knew the horse, now they're being proactive because with the vets and everything. Mm -hmm. So we knew the horse was going to be hit for this x-ray, which he would have been crucified as a yearling. But now we've proved he's sound. Right. right. So what happens we go in there and we say, okay, let's be conservative. We put a 119 reserve. Which 119. Oh my gosh, I can buy this horse. Which means, <laughs> which means that uh, 120 live bid yeah. would have, the horse would have been sold. Correct. And okay. he's had a bunch of, and he's had enough vetting. Right. That, and I'm, that you felt comfortable with that 119 yes. number. Yes. Well, we also, Tristan's, Tristan America's Valerie, yeah. who runs a consignment, who owns a third of the horses, like, hey, if he doesn't work out, let's race him. This horse is really good. Right. And that's like the first time he's ever said that to me. So <laughs> I'm like, this horse is really the okay, shit. Okay, good. Anyway, so we just, so he goes through, he does not, he obviously, he does, fails to meet his reserve right. on a sound horse. Right. Did, was there a live bidder? Do you know? Or at that time? Or you haven't, you came right in here, so uh, you may not have, I, your phone is lighting up as we It's speak. lighting up because right. that's all the people that, so we have already sold so now, him privately. Oh, you have? Oh, yeah. so this I happened. was trying to buy him right uh, now. Oh, so we this, did this legit privately. happens probably five, ten minutes after the, after he goes RNA. Yeah. You, your phone lights up. How much do you want? Sure. Can we come look at him? Those kind of things. And so give us a little scoop of how that went down. Well, that's what happened. So, yeah. So they're trying to, like, do you want to sell? So Legion Bloodstock, who I know Christian Blinton, he bought, a, for example, he's part of Legion, who mm -hmm. bought the horse. We just sold him privately. 
So, um, post sale. Are you allowed? To, oh, it's going to be posted. It'll so be posted. We sold him for a hundred thousand privately. Oh so my gosh, sale. I could have bought him. I'm so, sick right now. So, I'm like, I have to leave. so <laughs> Michelle, so what? Michelle's, Michelle, for you guys, this is not a. a I hope my dog doesn't bite. bite her Michelle like is <laughs> on the ground right now. She's so upset. I wanted that well, horse so bad. Um, I'm so sorry. Well, offer more. We can well, do a deal that, right now. I we know. can get it done. Legion, Legion, Legion Bloodstock did buy it. So, but the thing is, is like what happens is too with a horse with this kind of pedigree, with that kind of work, they, a lot of people will think, oh, well, this horse is going to bring 250 to 350. Exactly. Which is what he should have, but he would have brought that as a yearling. Right. So I would have sold him as a yearling. So we went through, so this is what happens. And so these guys, we know them very well. The Tamarics know them very well. And they're going based on a word, and right. they it's a realize, lot of relationships and a yeah. lot of trust. And well, they have to go in there understanding you're getting a four hundred thousand dollar horse for a hundred for a hundred. So the discount of to cut is built into the risk. It's already right, and that's why I tell everyone. I said just because a horse with all these veterinarians that have a crystal balls to tell you which horses which horses are sound, which horses aren't. It's it's very different. Now I have had horses where I bred and I took them, and I actually have one selling later today. He's slow. He's slow. <laughs> we don't want to know which one. Even though not. It's, this is for tomorrow, so no one will know. Okay. We're not publishing It's a Vina Rosso, and unfortunately, I got one of the slow ones. He's big. He's beautiful. He's out of a fast mirror that stakes place. But, but he's slow. He's slow. And I knew coming in here, he was going to work. Slow. He worked 10 and 3. But the thing is, that doesn't mean. You were like, it wasn't a yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, we'll have to, yeah, we'll have to sell him. But, and That's you know, awesome. but, but it's one of those things where last year, my quote unquote slowest horse was, was a West coast that went 10 and three and guess whose stakes placed going six for a long time, Gulfstream park already. The West so coast. the West coast, yeah. my slowest horse, but people have to realize just because we're going in a short period of time. So that's what I'm trying to see. Like, and what you're talking about with the gallop outs and mm-hmm. you're trying to see is this the, it, well, you know, which sire is going to emerge across the board? I happen to have a slow Vino Rosso, but he, he 12, 12, 12 wins the Derby. Yeah. yeah. So is he going to be slow and keep going? Yeah. Right. Or is he going to be slow and finish up slower? Right. So that is the... That's an interesting point. And, and you talked a lot about relationships and being at the sale and knowing knowing who you're buying from, knowing who you're dealing with. And I think there's other other things you brought up is, and we said time doesn't necessarily matter. And there's so many um, examples of horses who may not have been that fast, but like you just said, went on to success. So when you're when you're again when you're studying your catalog and you're watching the breeze, what where's your gut? What is Carrie Brogdon? Can you go look at a horse and like I like to look at their eye. Me like, too. I, yeah, like, is there anything else? Like, like what's the Kerry Brogdon secret when you go out? For someone who's going out to a sale and for the first time and buying a horse and you see him on the end of the shank for the first time, give us a little description of where you look. The first thing I would look, if it's a consigner I know, is I would look the consigner in the face <laughs> and ask them, what do you think? Right. You are training this horse. Right. You are having this horse. Is this horse a rat bastard and got a lot of lucky day? Which there are plenty. Yeah. You know, there's these horses, some of these horse in March. Yeah. In March, there was a big time tailwind. Yeah. And, you know, these consigners are like, oh, my horse prepped in 10 and 4, but with a tailwind, it went 10 flat and we sold it for 200 grand. Right. Yeah. If you ask a lot of these consigners, Hey, tell me the real deal. Right. You know, like, for example, I have a Catholic boy in the last, he sold, he breezed on the last page 
of the last day when there was a huge headwind. It was too hot. There were more 11 flats in that one page than there were the entire sale combined. And I know he's a good horse. And I'm telling Valerie, I'm like, you know, this is a really good horse. We own the stakes mare. Should we, you know, raise, what do you think? We're right. breeders. We don't tend to brace a lot of colts. Sure. And um, He's been my biggest disappointment so, so far, though. Catholic boy. Um, you loved him. I loved him. Loved him I racer, desperately wanted a baby of his, and every baby we looked at was hideous. Yeah. And like, I don't know why, because he's a really pretty horse. You know horse. when you have, yeah. like, handsome guys and, like, pretty girls, and they're supposed yeah. to come together and they make an ugly baby? Mm-hmm. And you have, like, <laughs> ugly guys and ugly girls, and they make really good-looking babies? Where do I you and Ryan like fall into that? Cat, my, my, my kids are really cute. We have, like, a little bit of both. Um, but, but they were born very ugly. <laughs> Spencer was so ugly. Um, I can't wait to play this for Spencer when he, <laughs> when he gets multiple, a baby. It's a multiple, horrible Spencer. But all, I feel like none of the Catholic boys have been any good-looking at and we will not be getting a sponsorship from Claiborne Farm <laughs> on this sorry, podcast. That's just Michelle. So Carrie bad, didn't say like, that. I, what? No, Carrie I, didn't say I that. Agree. No, we're not going to. It doesn't mean they're but not going to rip on people. They just don't give, look us, good. give us one but, more. But, but there is, okay, no one has a crystal ball once again. Because, right. like, let's take the let's take the, the three, like, when Windstar had Take Charge Indy, Daredevil, and Carpe Diem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the Carpe Diems. Beautiful, beautiful. big, beautiful, gorgeous. Oh my God, they're the second coming. Here's the daredevil. Yeah, they look like more than ready. <laughs> yes. yep. Little dinks, little yeah, this, little, little that. Yeah. Oh, real knock me, just like him. Uh oh. Right. Well, but he has uh, two year olds for four months. Off he goes. Right. Take charge, Indy. Ninety thousand dollar yearling by AP Indy. Back in the knee upright. Oh, he's throwing back in the knee upright. Off to Korea. Yeah. Bring, bring, bring. And guess who? They all come back. <laughs> guess who was the plug horse? The plug sire. Carpe diem. Yeah. So we. So I'm just saying, as a breeder, you can have. The most beautiful horses, and well, look at the gun runners. Honestly, when they first came around, they're they are nothing to look at. They are all tiny and brown, right? Yeah, they can run. There's candy yeah. ride. Well, candy now ride. candy ride. That's yeah, candy ride coming through. through. And that's funny to say that because I think candy ride is the best. Him and and twirling candy will throw you back that too. Yeah, twirling candy is sixteen three no, and a said, beast every, of a horse. See, like, yeah. But you have to be really candies. careful. You have to yeah. send a big mare with good square hocks. Yeah, because he will throw back to candy ride. But that's probably why they're runners. Yeah, yeah. because the genetics. I mean, you know, uh, of candy ride. So seventy thousand. What seventy five thousand for one of the. And if you get a colt, you have the oh, sire yeah. sires. And if you get a filly, yeah. you know, so I, it's, but what happens with those stallions too, as the market gets more sophisticated in understanding what they throw, like you'll notice now the gun runners, like the Demerics have a bay one that's absolutely astonishing and mm-hmm. gorgeous. As people figure out what he starts to throw, yes. yeah. the more sophisticated breeders that are paying a $300,000 stud fees are going to be like, well... We're not going to send a mare with a small foot to Gunrunner because right. that's what Candy Ride throws. Gross. That's not necessarily what Gunrunner has, right. but the genes and the genetics. So you're trying to find out that, you know, that so maybe the Catholic, right mesh. Catholic boy might be the next chance. Gunrunner from a physical standpoint. <laughs> no. The I'm gun trying runners, to get back the were way better than let the Catholic ask, right Let me ask you this. Carrie Brogdon's joining us here on, on the Owner's Box from Mockmer Hall. You... It's so fun to watch you talk about this. Oh, passion. Thank you. It's so you guys are passionate. the same. Yeah, but it's great this because room is insane this, is, right now. this is really good. But if no one can see it, but you, you're smiling and you're you're having fun and you love talking about what. And we've started to do some racing together. Mm-hmm. You're in a couple of our funds. And 
That's I've learned a, a lot. Different... I, right. I'm, so I, I use the say, funds to learn. I was going to say, like, what? how has this little racing knowledge kind of transformed into your thought process as far as breeding and stuff? Is there anything that you you would, would come to your head? Oh, at, well, the biggest thing, is, which I don't have any experience with, we have 116 mares on our farm. And even though we freaking bred Teppan, we don't breed for the turf. Wow. So I'm learning a lot about these Euro turf fillies that are imported and learning a lot about the... Yeah, I know. It's funny. Yeah. Like, here I am, like, I'm trying to right. breed a damn derby winner, and we get turf, turf, turf. <laughs> I mean, the great one winning Philly Gator Keeneland was Switch on the turf. Yeah. You're yeah. going to be like, I'm going to bring Galileo, and it'll be your yeah. first derby winner. <laughs> yeah. So, so I feel like I don't, because I'm not connected into the racing side of things. And then the really, the most interesting thing is several of the Little Red Feather partners are very sharp on looking at how they assess a claiming mm -hmm. yeah. and i i mean the 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 claiming intact colts and gelding them i think that's brilliant <laughs> I, I mean i think it's brilliant because there's been so many horses i've bred that i'm like claim yell that mother <laughs> you know you're in the paddock hoping he's gonna win and he's five-legged and you're like uh right? is anyone that Hello. owns this horse looking yes $850,000 bolt to oral right philly hip 215, 215 just sold that was uh, out of a creative cause mare oh nice little brett jones action there. Demeric. oh yeah Demeric just sold a nice yeah. one sean pearl shout out to sean pearl about that as a yearling shout for his out. client carrie we have taken you for 25 minutes oh we wait said, have, no hold on sorry, go okay ahead. hold on go. so now going into like next year who did you breed to this year who has babies on the ground that you like a lot Oh my God, I would have to, uh, we just had a really nice charlatan born last night. Okay. Now talking he about, is talking about fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a really nice, but I would say for yearlings, if authentic does not make it, I will be stunned. Okay. That's because he is, well, God, what he did mm -hmm. as a racehorse and he has all the leg and stretch and we have yeah. four of them and they all have great minds. They have these balanced bodies. They're uncomplicated. So if the authentics to me run to his looks and obviously practical joke is burning it up on the track mm -hmm. right yeah. now, yeah. Golden Sense relative to his junk pedigree is a He's very so solid I love him. sire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very solid you know, meat and potatoes, sire. So, like we talked about too, the elevation of these pedigrees and the you you would hope to see that as the stallions go mm -hmm. up because people used to be like, oh, and Bradley's son can't throw any sons. Well, now when the better crops of his mare, when he really stood for a lot of money, then you see the arrogates of the world and you see the Liam's maps of the world. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to me, authentic would be my personal pick as. You know, no no crystal balls. No, that but makes sense. No, now, and I want you all to delete this next year if <laughs> no. he sucks. If I, he sucks, I, I love forever. the Mackenzies. The Mackenzies. Oh are yeah, beautiful. We have one that we've nominated, Saratoga. Actually, it's a half to the Catholic boy that worked on the last oh, day. There you go. So, so my number's a Catholic boy, so I'm gonna look so, at him since you yeah. already sold the horse. We're, I oh, love we'll that. No, yeah, that's a lady as the Catholic look boy. Look at her book. Is the best. Yeah. This book look. His book is probably a week old, it and looks it looks like a hundred years. Kept it by his toilet. Well, I put I put the I put the outs in it like five times to make sure I'm like. Well, but people stop me all the time, and like one of my friends just stopped me and. He has a Saudi buyer, and he's like, hey, what would you think of hip number 192? And I'm, right. like, like, yep. I'm like, uh, and then just sold for 800,000. And luckily, my notes were good. Because yeah. I would have been like, so. What's oh, wait, what number is a Catholic boy? I want to look at it. That is, that's a lady. Oh, here's and a nice he is to uh, Once on Whiskey. Do you remember that verse? Yep, 1089. 1089. Hey, uh, Carrie, before we go, talk a little bit about the OBS sale and the work that these guys do here. I find that it's they're always very friendly to buyers and sellers. Give us a little 
OBS pitch, if you would, of what, what you know, the positives about selling a horse here and buying a horse here? Well, I think because I've been sell- we believe it or not, people don't know this, but for the past 18 years, approximately, we've had at least 52 year olds selling a year. Um, you know, even though we don't consign, but horses we own piece, parts of. Right. Right. Yeah. So I will tell you that after they changed us from the dirt track to the poly track or whatever the safe combination track. is, safe track, the amount of injuries I had down 70%. Wow. So that's why the Miami sale doesn't exist anymore because yeah, the amount of nutrition, attrition, attrition, the attrition that we had. I mean, I had more horses chip in that one sale in Miami than I did in all my OBS sales in like five years in a row. Wow. I mean, I had one filly was a really nice feeling. So anyway, so I think that that is a big thing. The safe track, it lets the horses be presented and it doesn't chew the babies up. Yeah. And I think that's very important. I actually think the Maryland dirt track for Phasic is also a very, very good track. Do you feel like it sh- it adequately shows both dirt and turf horses on it? Uh, I think that there are plenty of turf horses that will come here that will not that will be like a little dodgy in the dirt tar- mm-hmm. tracks, and then you will see them here. Mm-hmm. But once again, that goes back to the question: of ask your consigner. Most of these consigners have dirt. Have right. dirt, right? And they're going to say, "Oh, so I had a, I did have a not this time, Philly." with Omar that worked horrendously. And we can say that because anyone that watches the video is going to know. And I texted Omar and I was like, oh my God, how did she not knock her front teeth out (laughs) when she breathed like that? That I said, her breathe was shocking. And he texted me back, he said, you know what's shocking? She's worse at the farm on the dirt. No, <laughs> that's not good. So I was not like, good at all. I was like, worse? Oh boy! Oh boy. But it's going to be obvious to Hashtag people worse. Yeah. Hashtag worse. Hashtag worse. Uh, Hashtag Brogdon. Yeah. Um, all right, last question, and we'll let you go. Just give some advice to someone. Let's do it as a as a seller. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who wants to get into pin hooking. Um, give 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 our listeners some advice that that you, you've learned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've given them some. Give them one more. Well, I think I think anyone that wants to get in pin hooking, like the for example, the Little Red Feather uh, Pin Hooking Partnership, has been very successful. And basically, and I tell people this the same thing with mares. Numbers. Numbers. If yeah. you have one horse and it works lights out, you're mm-hmm. jumping and doing oh yay and da da da, and you get the vet report back and it has a chip in the knee. You are you're gonna you're, you're gonna be laying down the floor. Yeah. yeah. So have numbers, pieces That's up. Great. Hor- no one has a crystal ball. There are some horses that are gonna work lights out, and you're gonna kill it with, and some horses that you're gonna be like, uh oh, mm-hmm. this horse might be a twelve claimer, twelve five claimer if they're lucky. Yeah. So to me, get in with a racing syndicate like Little Red Feather, or, or excuse yeah, me, a pin hooking bu- partnership. There's a bunch of them Like, that's why right. I said like, yeah. where you can own small pieces of a lot of horse. And then most of the people that are in horses are action junkies. I have pieces of 20 horses in this sale. <laughs> I am an Look action junkie. Yes. I said, here's all my horses. <laughs> here's the time. Look, and I wrote chip in the front ankle. Oh, no, right. Like, you know, and so I already know that they're, so that, so numbers. You've talked about, I know without, I said last question, but you talked about chip in an ankle and this mm-hmm. kind of thing. I also think it's important for vetting and find a vet that you really like and trust because 
as I've learned, there's certain things that are forgivable and there's certain things that are not. And it also depends if you're a racing syndicate like us, we have to go resell that horse. Sure. So we have to, you know, we, we, we're we about disclosure, sure. right? We're about uh, transparency. Yeah. So it's tough for us to buy sometimes a horse with a chip and an ankle, right. even if the vet says, oh, pluck it out. The horse is going to be fine. See, our price point's lower. So that's so the horse I'm looking for that's the because horse. I can right. get it's a $300,000 so horse for mm-hmm. maybe so I, I would say, and yeah. surgery. Well, it just depends. And, and like we talked about, yearling x-rays are very different than training x-rays. Mm-hmm. Right. So for that's why I'm saying like, I have not had the greatest luck with horses that I that came up here that we own parts of that chipped the knee and I've I've tried a couple where I take it out, mm-hmm. give them time, and the two I tried with are both OTTBs because that training injury here did too much damage yeah, to, to that joint. to the joint. Yeah. And so that's why I think and now I'm not the only person that's had that experience. So right. a lot of other people are gonna have that experience. But then again, sometimes you see these horses and they're twenty thousand dollar two year olds and they're grade one winners. Well, People took a shot. They pulled yeah. it out, and yep. you know, got lucky and yeah. It wasn't now, chip, P1 fragments in a front ankle, in my experience, do not affect them at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teppin had chip, P1 chips two out of four ankles as a yearling. It never stopped her, obviously. And did, and did they ever take it out? Oh no, they we did. we did. You we did took it. them out as yearlings. Right. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. even right. as training horses, when when I've known we've had horses. I mean, I can think of several that we've had with the Demerics where they became Grable winners and they had P1s. It popped out easy, uncomplicated. The knees, the knee the chips. Knees, yeah. That's the easiest way to get yeah. a, you know, I have a really nice horse here with Eddie Woods that chipped his knee. And we're going from, he would have brought 350 to he'll be lucky to bring 35. Wow. So that is the kind, if you have a limited budget and you want to take a shot, and a lot of us consigner, or, or sellers, I'm not consigner at the two-year-old sale, will if will pay for the surgery and the rehab because a lot of the trainers don't have it right so even with the p1s if they don't have a stall you know i have a really really nice philly selling with the demerics that has a p1 right now with pedigree like this mm-hmm. i like a full page huge. pedigree huge pedigree and she has a minor p1 i said look i'll pay for the surgery and i'll pay for Which the rehab <laughs> Oh, Michelle. This is just the Michelle. She will not Michelle. be inexpensive. No. I am so upset about the night. She's still upset. I can't stop thinking Carrie about Brogdon, that thank you for spending the time. I know you are so busy. You've missed about 15 hips that you're going to have to go right down in your book. Oh, uh, we yeah. do love you, and we appreciate you spending the time with us versa. today. And vice versa. Vice versa. All right. Michelle, um, what do we have coming up at Santa Anita? I guess we're just going to end the show. Oh, I don't have... Do you, have you don't even have your <laughs> no notes. No idea. All right, you know notes. what we're going to do? We're gonna baby get races. You. When are the baby races going to uh, happen? Starting, they're starting soon. <gasps> soon. They're hey, starting hey soon. I have a good magic cult with, named Harry Houdini with Dan Blacker. Okay. Watch good. out. Okay, Black wait. Let's wood. do one thing then. While Michelle looks up her notes, give us a derby pick. Oh, or a week well, out, eleven days out. I, I mean, it's hard. I mean, God, no, it's come hard on. not to go with the chalk. Why? I mean, Forte. I'm not going to go I'm, with the chalk. Oh, uh, he. You love Forte. What he did? Yes, was impressive. To win in the gate, he did. But, and yeah. then how, but much how much did, did that take, take out, out of him? him? I agree, Michelle. But I do love the fact. That I don't the know. He's a Breeders' Cup juvenile back and galloped. Yeah, he, he galloped good. the he day after he He's the Breeders' Cup juvenile winner, which is unlucky. Yeah, if you think about it. So yeah. But so you're I don't going know. Uh, Street Michelle, Sense was who's a Breeders' right Cup now? We have one Angel more show. Vampire. You like oh, Angel good. Vampire. Angel like Vampire. I've got like a nice uh, classic like Empire that. baby at home. 
All right. Very good. I think I might be going with the Japanese horses. All, oh, of, all of them? All, all of them. them. Just How whoever gets in, I just want the Japanese horses. Then we'll have the only Shanghai Bobby that could actually run. There you go. And mind your biscuits. Yeah. Oh, all right, yeah. Michelle, did you find your notes? Uh, yes. Coming okay. up coming up this weekend at the Great Race Place, we have live racing on Friday, and the, there's nothing going on like party-wise. On Saturday, we do have the Santa Maria Stakes as well as the Providencia. Both of those are for Phillies, one on dirt and one off turf. And it's the Hot Wings Track you know I love hot wings. You know uh, I love them. And also, this is going to be cool, Billy. We are bringing back the Sea Biscuit Tram Tours. Of course. Remember how yes, we used those to were do great. Those? Okay, so now they're powered by my racehorse, and oh. we have actually updated the trams. They're all brand new. Beautiful. Like, it's like Universal Studios. Yes, they are, except better. Are you the person going to do the tour? I should. They haven't asked you me really about should. that. You really should. And then on Sunday, <laughs> Over we have to the your Wilshire. left is the Mike Pipey Bar. <laughs> Mike Pipey, such best known horses, for Misdirection. Uh, so, and then the uh, Wilshire Stakes in the Santa Barbara on Sunday. Philly action this weekend. Yeah, that's great. A lot of Philly action. You know, I'm going to have to, hopefully we'll have a Breeders' Cup runner this.